Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about Facebook ads. Uh, I, you know, I love organic reach. I love to uh, get organic reach, free traffic, but sometimes we can't on Facebook. You can get a lot of sales, generate leads, uh, and get results. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Jose Victor Castellanos. How are you? Awesome. I'm doing great. Thank you, Anatoly, for having me on here as a guest. Yeah, for me, it's a big pleasure. I know you have 10 years of experience in branding, digital marketing, and sales. Uh, you help hundreds of businesses with developing, executing, really focused uh, marketing campaigns. I love it. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I see when people are trying to do themselves uh, without experience, it's hard. For example, 10 years ago, I did it. When I opened... Uh, uh, Google Ads, uh, we didn't have huge competition, extremely uh, competitive market on the time. And I did everything, uh, got uh, leads, sales because of paying like a few cents for click. Today, I can't, you know, it's better to cooperate with experts who can set up the right data. Okay, uh, before we start, just tell more about your self-experience background and why you decided to share with us about Facebook paid ads. Yeah. So uh, again, I'm Jose Victor Castellanos. Um, I've been doing digital marketing now for 10 years. Um, so as you, you know, digital marketing has kind of evolved over the last 10 years. So I've been fortunate enough to be able to learn a lot um, as I've gone through the years um, with my own agency and prior to that working at uh, agencies. Um, mm -hmm. So I've, yeah. you know, over the years really just developed a lot of skills and um, love helping out the local business owners and small business owners, startups, especially um, get online and uh, find ways to generate more business, more sales, more leads, uh, more exposure um, through digital advertising and organic as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it. Okay, let's talk about Facebook. Uh, can you tell what is the main difference of Facebook uh, compared to uh, Google Ads? Because in most cases, marketers uh, cover Google and Facebook. Some of them can cover LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, many other channels. They work well, but in most cases, they use Facebook and Google. Can you tell what is the main difference between them and how to set up the right message on Facebook? Yeah, so really the biggest difference is that someone goes to Google specifically searching for a product or service, right? So if someone has an issue or is looking for a gift, is looking for a specific type of shoe, they'll go to Google and go look for that product or service. Um, where on Facebook, people aren't specifically actively searching for specific things. They're kind of just scrolling through their feed and seeing what's, you know, what people are doing, what's going on, what people are eating and all that good stuff. Um, and then in the mix of that, you know, ads show up. Um, so really, um, when it comes to the messaging when on Facebook, uh, it's a little bit different because now you're trying to, you know, get them to stop scrolling, right? Get, make sure that you're talking to the right people so that when someone reads it, they know that it's for them, not for somebody else. Um, even though the targeting can be very precise, you're still going to get people that fall into your target. That isn't your ideal prospect. So you have to make sure to speak directly to them. Um, so that's, that's really the kind of like the main difference there. Mm -hmm. You know, in marketing, we have interesting quote, uh, if you sell to everyone, you sell to no one. And on Facebook, 
where uh, 3 billion people are online. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to achieve uh, your customers because you need to consider your unique selling proposition, competition, and find the right uh, people. Uh, can you tell about using data? Because iOS can hide this data, and it's not like uh, an year ago when you can use your website data. How today to set up the right data and find the right audience? Yeah, so there's a few different ways to kind of find your, the best audience, right? So the first one is use, utilizing the Facebook demographics, interest and behaviors and set up a target and go after that and see how that performs, right? So that's like the most common way. Um, then there's the, uh, the remarketing way of, you know, everybody that's been visiting your website for the past 180 days. Um, you can remarket to those people as well as create a lookalike audience. So lookalike audiences are still very powerful. Um, as well as being able to upload your customer database. So if you have a database of existing customers or past customers that have purchased your product or service, you already know that those are people that are likely to buy from you again, but you would like to get more people just like them. Um, so utilizing customer lists and creating lookalike audiences from them um, is a very powerful way to really get into the targeting uh, because they have taken away a lot of the different targeting options more and more <laughs> every week, it seems like, are disappearing. Um, they've even reduced the number of uh, ad objectives when it comes to creating ads now. It used to be 11. Now it's only down to six. Um, and they still work all a little different. So, Yeah. Uh, okay. Let, let's talk about buying mood. For example, if I open Amazon, I have buying mood because uh, I'm going to buy something. But if I open Facebook, I have no buying mode. You know, my goal is to check out feed, to find what uh, my friends post, uh, what, uh, what's going on uh, everywhere, because many people uh, consume news on social media. Can you tell how to change buying mood on Facebook? Because, uh, for example, let's imagine I'm a customer. But without a buying mood, I just scroll and uh, what kind of message to submit to change my buying mood uh, and yeah, to generate leads. Yeah, so uh, one of them is really to get you really into the buying mode, right? Like you're not looking for it. It's kind of just, you know, we're trying to sell you something, but, you know, coming to you and being like, hey, buy this. It usually doesn't work, right? Um, and especially with certain types of services. Um, people have to, you know, know, like, and trust you. Um, and that's where lead magnets come in. Um, it's a great way to kind of introduce your brand, your products, your services, and your solutions to people um, by providing them some sort of solution through a guide, a coupon in order for them to try you out, um, some sort of introductory offer, uh, maybe even a webinar, or maybe even check out a podcast like this. Um, related to a topic that your ideal customer would be interested in. Um, and that'll kind of start to get the juice going. So they get attracted to you. They learn about you. Now they've, you know, they're like, oh, all right, that's interesting. Um, and now they're kind of a little bit more into that buying mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Okay, let's talk about creativity. Uh, you know, when I scroll my feed, uh, I uh, pass quickly, you know, uh, boring messages, uh, not interesting posts. So how to 
catch attention, you know, with creative marketing message because uh, most uh, users, uh, you know, they have quick uh, fingers, you know, to scroll. <laughs> so they're not interested to consume all posts that they can find on Facebook. What do you think about creativity? Yeah, so you you do have to be creative. Um, so a lot of times em emojis still tend to work really well, actually. Like putting the little alert sign, uh, fires, bomb, things like that kind of stop people from scrolling. Um, but then it comes down to your imagery and your video, right? So like what's happening in the in the video in those first couple seconds that can like capture something. Like maybe have like a video of a car blowing up. Someone's going to be like, whoa, what happened here? Right? And then get into your pitch or whatever it may be. <laughs> Um, so you can get really creative, uh, but the goal is ideally to get them to stop, right? So you have to find a way to kind of get them to stop, maybe use bright colors, things that kind of stand out from the normal, you know, scrolling feed. So for example, on, on Facebook, if you use the same color as Facebook, they're, they're blues and things of that nature, it's likely going to blend in a lot more as someone's scrolling through. But if you use something like a, a bright orange or like a neon green, something that's going to stand out, someone's going to take a little bit more time to scroll through it, maybe just a little bit slower, slow enough to know, oh, what's this about and get curious. Yeah, yeah, valuable. Okay, let's talk about uh, unique selling proposition. For example, many brands open Facebook library and analyze their competitors uh, to see what kind of messages they submit, what kind of results they get, uh, many things. But, you know, uh, uh, I think it's a trap uh, because, uh, you know, uh, all brands are different. Even if they sell uh, the same products, they have unique selling proposition, strong size. Mm -hmm. Can you tell how to consider your unique selling proposition uh, to create uh, marketing campaigns? Yeah, so like you mentioned, there's the the Facebook ads library, which a lot of people do go and look at it to see kind of what their competition is doing. Some of them just go ahead and just mirror exactly what it is their competition is doing. Um, I do not recommend that strategy. Uh, you really your unique selling proposition is what sets you apart from the competition, right? Like what what is it that you've been able to offer? What solution do you have above and beyond what your competition is able to offer to your um, ideal customer, right? Um, cause you guys are essentially going after the same customer, uh, but you have to stand out from the competition. So if you're offering the same hundred dollar off your service, that's not setting you apart from your competition. Um, you want something that kind of really sets you apart from your competition. It could be, um, your values, how you do business, um, the reviews that people have left you, right? Cause there's a lot of businesses out there and in industries where there's a lot of, you know, bad apples out there. Um, so, you know, sharing your reviews and really setting yourself apart um, and being unique that way that as far as we always answer our phones, we always show up on time, um, things like that can really set you apart and, and be unique. You don't have to be completely crazy, just be a little bit different from the competition, do what they're not doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, let me share one story. Uh, I had a client uh, in SEO field. And he tried to set up Facebook uh, marketing paid ads, you know, some campaigns, and he failed. Uh, he spent $400, not a lot, but he told me Facebook doesn't work for me because I wasted uh, $400 and got uh, zero leads. So <laughs> I, I asked him, uh, how you set up this uh, campaigns? He replied to me, just open business Facebook and did uh, himself everything. So can you tell? uh about the budget 
that companies like of course it depends but the minimum budget is better to have uh, when you want to jump on facebook and how to avoid the trap just uh, to set up generic message and i think okay facebook doesn't work for me yeah so as far as the budget goes i usually recommend if it's some you know your small business and you just want to kind of get out there and you know at least try to invest at least a thousand dollars into it um to give it a good shot uh, then, you know, setting it up yourself is great. And, you know, Facebook has traps essentially set up in order to get you to go and run ads yourself. Right. So they have the boost button. Um, you'll get recommendations. Hey, if you go ahead and spend $10, you'll reach this many people, right? Those are traps, um, in order to just kind of take your money. Uh, so ideally, you want to do everything through your Facebook ads manager, which is the actual advertising platform within the back end of Facebook. Um, and then within there, you'll be able to have all the different advertising um, uh, uh, objectives, such as are you looking to create awareness? Are you looking to drive traffic? Um, are you looking to generate leads such as phone calls or form fills? Um, all of those different types of things um, are available through the actual back end. Uh, so I would always encourage any business that's looking to do it themselves to at least get some sort of guidance or take a course from somebody that's been doing it for a long time um, in order to, you know, not mess it up and not just be like, oh, this didn't work. Um, because, yes, I hear stories like that all the time um, that it doesn't work. Um, and mm -hmm. I actually have a campaign right now um, where I help a uh, manufacturer who uh, manufactures clothing, uh, I help them find seamstress through Facebook ads. Um, and there's not a lot of people that know how to sew. It's not a skill set that a lot of people know anymore. Um, but yet we generate them tons and tons of uh, applicants every month through Facebook ads. Um, and most people would have said, there's no way you're going to find applicants that know how to sew through Facebook ads because they just not, that's not a, that's not a target option within the targeting. Um, so it's a matter of really understanding how the platform works and how to create the messaging to make sure that it gets in front of the right people. Um, so definitely encouraged to get help um, or hire an agency. Uh, yeah, love it, love it. So valuable. Okay, let's talk about uh, creating a landing page, you know, where you can submit your marketing message uh, or products uh, because you know i see uh, many times i meet uh, some landing pages uh, that uh, were boring you know uh, and or generic the same but uh, some pages i love it uh, especially for big, big brands of course they have budget you know to hire the best designers uh, content creators but what i found their landing pages are simple uh, without some uh, special uh, nice looking design just simple you know with a few quotes uh, and uh, i'm pretty sure it, uh, they convert well because uh, they uh, uh, can lead this campaign uh, for a long time can you tell about creating the same landing page uh, that will provide results yeah so landing pages are are tricky right because 
not every you know there's there's like a formula kind of two landing pages as far as what's kind of been proven and tested over the years um so if you've used like click funnels you'll see kind of their landing pages all kind of look very similar um to an extent now they just have a little bit more um, colors and designs to them um, but essentially they're all the same uh i'm a big person that believes in um, keeping it short um when you have too much information it can be information overload um, but it com comes down to what the goal is so if you're looking to capture leads i try to keep it short if you're looking to sell something like a book or a course you may need to have it a little bit longer because you want to have testimonials in there maybe um, so it may need to be a little bit longer um, with facebook ads a lot of times for leads specifically um, and growing uh, email databases um, and lead magnets i use the facebook form Right. So within the Facebook uh, platform, there is a form that you can create, which is essentially a microsite um, because there is a initial first page and then there's the second page where they actually fill in their information. Uh, so those mm -hmm. are I consider that kind of like a micro landing page. Um, but your initial landing page um, should never be your home page to your website. Um, it should be very specific to whatever your message is and whatever it is that you're talking about. Uh, so that people, when they click on it, go directly to what it is that you're speaking about. Um, and if it's a landing page, drive them directly to that landing page where they have the options to contact you or purchase your product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, valuable. Okay, uh, I'm interested about competition with big brands, popular brands. For example, you know, uh, my son uh, usually tell me, you know, uh, he, he tells... Uh, 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 I need uh, new Nike. He doesn't tell me I need new sneakers. He tells me I need new Nike. Uh, so <laughs> I, I don't know why not I did this Puma. M many are uh, great brands, you know, for example, I don't care a lot about Nike or Adidas, about Puma, because I know all of them have trust, authority, uh, high quality. So I usually check out uh, sneakers if I like them. But he wants to buy Nike. Probably Nike knows how to convince him, you know, <laughs> to choose this brand. So how to compete with big brands? Uh, because uh, these brands can spend billion dollars, you know, to create the, this brand awareness, to impact to decisions like my son. Uh, uh, but uh, when you are a small brand and have high quality products, your unique selling proposition, how to compete with big brands that spend millions on Facebook ads? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 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 hard, right? Because you know, like you said, they're spending millions of dollars, and you're probably spending maybe thousands of dollars, um, and so it's, it's there's a big gap there. Uh, so that's where it becomes really understanding and knowing who your customer is. Um, so, for example, there's a brand called Noble, um, which is really big in the CrossFit industry, right? So the CrossFit. Um, had made them really big. That's a niche that they're kind of in. So that really helped propel them up into, you know, where they're at now, which is a really large brand. Um, even Under Armour started off at a as a football, you know, to wear underneath your football pads and all of that and turned into a super huge brand. Um, so it's really kind of knowing and really niching down and knowing who exactly your uh, product for. Um, getting in front of them and starting to get them to, you know, wear your product, share your product um, and get it out there to the masses because uh, there, there are big brands out there. 
Um, another brand right now that's doing really well is this cookie company called um, Crumble Cookies. Um, so here in the U.S., it's a franchise that's been popping up everywhere. Uh, but the majority of it's just because so many people on social are sharing about, oh, we went and got these cookies because they only have six different flavors every week. So people go and taste them and talk and leave reviews about it. So it's really just building it organically. Uh, so there are ways to compete against the big brands out there. Um, but it comes down to really knowing who your ideal customer is, who's going to be using your product, and who's going to rave about your products to other people um, so that it can continue to grow and then your advertising dollars can go a lot further. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Uh, how to create a buying persona? Because you mentioned a few times uh, about ideal customer. So uh, create a buying persona, for example, for, for a new product that have no... Uh, loyal audience uh, is just just a high quality product. Uh, that's it. How to create a brand persona? Yeah, well, the brand persona is going to come really from that product, right? Because the product was probably created to solve some sort of problem, right? Uh, so if you know whatever that problem solves, that's usually going to lead you to who that ideal prospect is. So. Who else is suffering from this problem that my product can now solve for them, right? And then there you can be like, okay, so in that in that industry, who is the decision maker that's going to be purchasing this product, right? Um, and then you just start kind of going backwards and kind of reverse engineering and figuring out who at the very end is going to bake, make the purchase for that type of product that's going to solve that problem that that product was designed to solve. Right. So with clothing brands, a lot of times because they want more comfort, want, want more stability, want shirts that are more breathable. Um, and so those are the kinds of things that you'd want to do. Because mm -hmm. uh, once I watch interview uh, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett share their insights about selling products and uh, he uh, Bill Gates shared the story. For example, uh, if uh, he has two products, A and B, and he invested X money to promote uh, product A and X money to product B. But product B uh, sold two times more than product A. So uh, the next time he doesn't invest anything to product A uh, to choose product B, to invest all money to product B because he can earn two times more. Uh, but I see uh, many brands uh, don't do it. They uh, are trying to sell all products that they have. Can you tell about choosing priorities uh, because even if I have a big store, but 20% uh, of products can bring 80% of revenue. Uh, it's uh, much better to invest uh, marketing budget to a few products that will provide uh, uh, the most revenue. What do you think about that, about priorities? Yeah, so that comes that really comes down to budget, right? So if you have millions of dollars, obviously you can promote more products. But when you have smaller budgets, you do have to be more um, strategic with the products that you are promoting and, and services in that case as well, because services also have a cost to them, just like products do. Um, so, and with e-commerce, this happens a lot. Um, there's a lot of uh, drop uh, dropship uh, e-commerce stores now um, that you know get access to these huge catalogs, and they decide, oh well, I want to be the superstore for this, um, and they have like thousands and thousands of products, and then they run ads, oh we're the best for this, and we're gonna be you know the number one marine store and all this other stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But when it comes to advertising, 
you're not setting yourself apart from all the other big box stores. There's no specific products that you offer that the competition doesn't offer. So it really comes down to finding exactly what products and services that do you have that are going to all generate you the most revenue, right? And that you're mm -hmm. going to have the lowest cost per acquisition um, so that you can continue to, to exit over and over and over. Uh, so you do have to have priorities and understand that you can't just, just like you can't just promote everything to everybody. Uh, you can't uh, promote, you want, you want to make sure that you are uh, promoting the right products um, to the right people so that you can generate a good return. Um, because if you are promoting a $5 widget and it costs you $10 in order to sell that widget, there's not a big, but now if you're selling the machine that that widget went on or the machine that made that widget, now you might have be able to make a lot more revenue there. Uh, so definitely have to understand and see which ones, what products and service you want to focus in on uh, so that you can make the most from your uh, advertising dollars. Nice, nice. Love it. Okay, let's talk about time value. Uh, I remember many years ago, uh, we used the formula invest dollar and get two dollars back. Today, sometimes you can invest a dollar and get even uh, it's hard to get dollar back because of competition, cost per click is high. But if you sell the customer uh, a few times uh, during uh, the journey, customers can bring uh, his friends uh, to share your products. You can sell them so you can get $2 and more dollars back. Can you tell about time uh, lifetime value? How to uh, measure this metric uh, considering cost per click? Yeah, and that, that's a great point there is the cost per click. So there are certain industries where acquiring a lead may be, you know, more expensive than you thought. But when it comes down to ultimately how much you can sell them over the course of a lifetime, um, it makes up for it, uh, especially with e-commerce businesses, service businesses where you have to come back, um, repeat business. Uh, that's really where you can, you know, find the lifetime value. Um, so it's really simple. It's really important to have a database and keep track of your customers um, and, you know, hit and revisit them, right? How's everything going? What'd you like? Or it's been a year since your last service, you know, we have a special going on to do it again or whatever it may be. Uh, so that way you can continue to make more money off that initial lead that maybe you got a year ago um, or two years ago. So definitely want to keep track of lifetime value and think about ways that you can, you know, continue to increase the lifetime value of a of a customer um, by offering more services um, and continuing to market to them and not just what you do it one time mm -hmm. yeah once i read the study that uh, customers exchange their money hard-earned money with products if they believe that products cost more than their money uh, and you know it's interesting for example i love apple I don't know why, but Apple can sell me anything, all the, their products. You know, I have MacBook, uh, uh, iPhone, uh, yeah, Apple Watch, for example. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I can't buy just one item. I need to buy it to everyone uh, in my family because they probably kill me. You know, if I just buy for myself, it's selfish. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, can you tell uh, how to convince uh, customers? to buy expensive products because Apple uh, does a good job with that. They can sell anything, but you know, once uh, I uh, bought AirPod Pro for $250 a lot, 
then uh, for some time uh, you know I decided to buy other headphones uh, Bluetooth headphones for 30 dollars I don't know I didn't find a big difference between them <laughs> yeah probably airpods I don't know for me I didn't uh, get this difference but uh, uh, once uh, I decided to, to uh, read online reviews and got it that Apple has better sound I, I uh, for me it's hard to feel the sound probably if uh, I work in musician industry I, I can understand but uh, yeah for common customers I can't uh, but Apple can convince me to pay 250 dollars instead of 30 dollars can you tell about uh, selling luxury products or something like this, like Apple or any other brands? Uh, because, you know, I have a friend, uh, you know, she uh, can buy Louis Vuitton for $3,000, small bag, you know. For me, you know, when you have t-shirt like for $5, uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why I need this small bag because uh, I took this bag, you know, uh, check out everywhere. It's bad. Small bag, no, three thousand dollars. It's a lot. Uh, tell about your experience by selling expensive products. Yeah, so it's it's you know it comes down. Those are really brands, right? So they really create a brand, um, a luxury brand, a lifestyle around it. Um, they're not just promoting. Here's our here's our purse, right? They're actually building a lifestyle. So if you see a lot of their creative creative, it's you know it's people and a lifestyle and like, you're like, Oh, I wish I was stepping into that car or I wish I was wearing that. Or, um, it's not just a shot of a product and on a spinning wheel where you just see it from all different angles, you barely see the product, right? Even with like watch companies like Rolex, um, you look at a Rolex thing. It's like, you know, you can barely see the watch coming out of the, the guys like uh, sleeve. Uh, so that's just come down to the way they position themselves from the beginning. Um, and really, you know, setting themselves apart as we want to be the luxury brand of of this industry or that industry and Apple's case, the tech industry. Um, and yeah, they've just this, they've just created so much value, perceived value, really, in a product. Because like you said, you didn't hear a difference in the headphones, uh, <laughs> but the perceived value is that, you know, I'm paying 250 bucks for these headphones. They're going to be awesome, right? But some people may not notice the difference, um, but even if they don't notice the difference, they already say, I got Apple AirPods because mm. it's a brand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they just go with it. Um, even if, you know, you put the $30 ones right next to each other and you say you can have you can have either one of them for 30 bucks. Which one are you going to go with? I'll take the Apple one because it's Apple. Um, yeah. Yeah. You remind me a book from Joe Sugarman. You know, he wrote. Uh, uh, when people buy Mercedes Benz, uh, they, uh, you know, they feel in some uh, luxury club, you know, uh, uh, very, uh, you know, uh, small club, you know, of uh, owners of Mercedes Benz. So it's like yep. it's the same with Apple, you know, people can feel, okay, I have Apple, that's good, you know. Yeah, for me, that's good phone. Yeah, uh, that's good phone. Uh, I can check out anything. Uh, and for me, it's hard to uh, change today this phone because uh, I know how it works uh, and I don't understand about Android. Uh, when I bought an iPhone for my mother, you know, she uh, could fig figure out uh, 
for a few minutes you know yeah after uh these buttons uh only apple uh can simplify her life you know and today she she is using iphone because of this experience uh so yeah it depends okay yeah. Sam, I, i have the question about um let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience knowledge skills what would you do to learn today about facebook ads about what would i do today to learn about facebook ads yes yes correct. um so I, i would think i'd probably find uh someone that's really good and probably take one of their courses um but really i'd go to face i'd go to youtube right um everything mm -hmm. is on youtube um you could essentially find videos on how to start a campaign from the very beginning all the way to launching it um so i'd probably use a lot of uh youtube um facebook does have a uh training course um so i'd i'd look at that as well because i still look at that every now and then because they update it for when they make updates to their platform um and that's the other thing is it's not just you know oh i can do it today and you know i'll be set you have to you have to be a student of this um and continue to learn because The next day you go in there, things are going to change. There'll be a new option added in there. Um, and if you don't know what it is, you're going to fall behind and the competition is going to get ahead of you um, because they're utilizing the options better than you. Uh, yeah. So totally. definitely have to utilize the uh, training that Facebook offers. Um, and then YouTube, like I said, and then possibly a course. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, uh, I think all experts are students on this life, you know, because uh, uh, sometimes I can see I am guru in SEO. I'm an expert in SEO, but I can't find the same message on branding profile, on new petal profile. They, they are students, you know, they keep learning and sharing knowledge. So, yeah, uh, I agree with that. Okay, uh, I'm interested about the future of Facebook. You know, uh, uh, on this year, I've seen the first time when Facebook, not only me, everyone, uh, sees uh, when uh, Facebook is decreasing, you know, uh, because of TikTok, because of many other platforms. What kind of future will be uh, on Facebook and uh, how to choose the right channel? Because uh, we have LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, many other platforms. How to choose the right platform? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, like you mentioned, so Facebook did have, I guess, its first uh, announcement, not to, I guess, I don't know how long ago it was now, but as far as actually losing subscribers um, for the first time ever, and it's always, you know, announced that it's always been growing. Um, so now that it's losing, it's gone into kind of like, uh oh, what do we do now? Um, so what does the future look like for Facebook and these other social platforms? Uh, just like anything, really, right? That's, you know, Facebook's always trying to adapt. Um, that's why it's always trying to make changes. Um, and every platform kind of has its, you know, core audience that'll be there probably forever. Um, and then as new platforms come out, people will kind of move and transition and may float around and be on multiple channels. Um, as most people have at least two social profiles minimum, right? At least, um, if not four to five, um, because of all the social platforms. Uh, so mm -hmm. as far as how to figure out what platform to be on, um, it comes down again to knowing where your, who your ideal customer is and then where are they spending the most time? Um, are they spending time on Facebook and Instagram? Um, or are they, you know, spending time on TikTok or on, or are they more business oriented and spend most of their time on LinkedIn prospecting, um, and doing other things on LinkedIn. Um, so yeah. 
really trying to understand, you know, who they are, what they do, um, and kind of the things that they actually like, um, will help kind of figure out exactly what platform is the best. Um, really you should check them all, um, and see it, but depending on who you're trying to get in front of, there are platforms that are better than others. Um, Facebook still has billions of people on there. Um, yeah. and with the power <laughs> of it and Instagram, you know, even if Facebook itself is going down, Instagram's still pretty holding pretty solid. Um, and then, you know, we have the immersion of, you know, TikTok, Snapchat's kind of, you know, fizzled out a little bit. Um, but LinkedIn is still holding very strong when it comes to being like the number one B2B plat social platform. Yeah, we have choices. That, that, that's good, you know, to have this competition between social media platforms. And yeah, uh, you you have options to set up the marketing message. Yep. Uh, I, I have uh, the question about education. Uh, for example, you know, uh, iPhone, uh, when my customers understand SEO, uh, you know, I can provide much higher results. If they don't understand SEO, you know, for me, it's hard to uh, provide better results with someone who understands. It's the same, I don't know, like, uh, let's take uh, the industry uh, weight loss. You know, if people want to lose weight, but they don't understand how to eat right, how to train hard, how to rest, and many other things that impact to your weight, uh, it's hard to achieve results. And the best coaches can't help you. The best nutritionists can't help you if you don't understand. They can lead you in the right direction. They can show how it works. Uh, what do you think about Facebook ads? Uh, people need, I mean, like uh, companies, customers need to understand how it works, how, uh, why it's important to create uh, creative marketing message, personalized marketing message, to choose the right audience, uh, and your suggestions uh, how to, I don't know, like uh, to uh, learn fast uh, about that and yeah, to get much higher results. Yeah, I think, you know, businesses should know about the different options and more specifically, uh, you know, when you're when it's a big corporation they have you know specialty people that work in those types of departments but when it's you know more of local businesses your entrepreneurs um you know they should really understand and know what it is that's available and capable through facebook advertising and through these other channels and advertising in general and digital um marketing in general because what you know, what i find a lot is you know people get taken advantage of because people are really good at sales, right? And they make things sound yeah. so amazing and they love to make huge promises uh, and then they can't deliver on them. But as a business owner, you're like, oh, well, it didn't work. Well, why didn't it work? Did you even hire the right people? Did you get a report? No, we didn't get a report. Okay, so then, so there's like a lot of things that like you ask business owners about their experiences and they don't have answers to them because they don't understand what it is that they were, you know, essentially getting or were supposed to be getting or what they wanted to get. Uh, so it is very important for a business owner to kind of learn and understand the digital marketing landscape. Um, on a high level, you don't, you don't have to get into the nitty gritty, um, but just kind of understand, you know, Facebook ads versus Google ads and pay-per-click versus pay-per-impression, um, you know, and so that people can understand that SEO, right? What's SEO versus what is Google ads, right? So a lot of times people are like, oh yeah, I do SEO, but they're actually doing Google ads and 
people are like, oh yeah, I do SEO and they're <laughs> vice versa. Really. Um, so then you shouldn't understand what it is. Um, and there, there's a lot of things out there in order to learn as a business owner. Um, but it's nothing better than kind of learning from, you know, a consultant or someone that can actually sit there and uh, work with you to kind of just guide you uh, through it all. Cause there is a lot of stuff out there and, uh, you know, most business owners are getting at least probably two to three emails a day from people saying that their SEO sucks, um, that their website <laughs> sucks and that their Facebook sucks and that they hate how they can all help them. Um, so definitely need to know what it is that you're reading when someone sends you these messages, um, because they'll tell you these things just to kind of scare you and get you to be like, Oh my gosh, what's going on? Let me see. Um, and it's just a bunch of, you know, gimmicks in order to try to get you. Uh, yeah, because people are looking for a golden button, you know, when you click and you got sales, uh, marketing campaigns, uh, everything, you know, just uh, simple click this golden button. But I don't know where to find this golden button. Uh, and yeah, the era of lazy marketers is that definitely. So, uh, Jose, it's a big pleasure to get in my show, to learn from you, tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I can be reached at uh, josevictorcastellanos.com um, as well as on social media. It's uh, jvictorcast uh, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, my full name on LinkedIn. Uh, so you can find me uh, pretty much anywhere. Uh, and yeah, if you have any questions or anything, feel free to hit me up um, via email or DMs, um, however you want. Pretty easy to find online. Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Welcome back anytime to share more valuable insights. Love it, guys. You need to follow Jose because you can see a lot of valuable insights. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.